0: Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. Good morning, everybody. It is class time. I've been thinking about conflict and negotiated peace within relationship and that's the context in which I will share some distinctions before we move into this class. And the context I'm working in is you know, like a romantic relationship. I just had some thought on that and uh, how conflict can be present and what it takes to create some peace within the relationship and how challenging that can be. And whether you're in a relationship now or not, I'm sure you've been in a relationship somewhere in your life and it's not just in a romantic relationship. I mean, this lives in every relationship, conflict, conflict within ourselves, conflict with friends, family, and so on and so forth. But I just want to give you the context in which I am speaking from, which is a romantic relationship. And this is relevant to the class because we'll be working in uh, specifically on the inner seams of the legs, inner seams, up by the groins, like that area, inner seams, from the inner ankle up to the groins. And... What lives in the inner seams is fear of intimacy, which is the right side, and left side is your relationship to vulnerability, which is sensitive, no doubt. <laughs> we typically have a fear of intimacy. It's risky business moving ourselves into intimacy, even though we want it. We want intimacy, it can be very challenging in that relationship. And a relationship to vulnerability which props up intimacy, can be outdated and out of balance, hindered in some ways. And so good to build some strength and some awareness in the inner seams of your legs so you can have a strength-based posture that supports intimacy as well as your relationship to vulnerability. So that's where I'm coming from. So on the top board, I like distinctions, conflict. The war of power is alive and well with great attempts to win over the other. And so again, put yourself into a romantic relationship, either one you're in now or one that you've been in. There can often be a war (laughs) that happens and you're attempting to win over the other. So meaning dominate, make them wrong, win them over. Out arguing someone gives you victory in the short term. However, remember, You'll see them again and probably very soon. (laughs) It's like, oh, it's you. (laughs) And it's you yet again. I see you in the kitchen. I see you in the bedroom. I see you here. I see you there. And so even though we have this desire to win someone over, make them wrong, the consequence is that we are with them. And we chose to be with them. It's very strange, isn't it? I wouldn't win over you, but I'm still choosing to be with you. Which leads into this question. Do you really want to be together with the loser? Very interesting question. You get to be the winner, but somebody has to be the loser. And so if you're constantly winning, you're the winner, but your partner is the loser. And are you really going to want to be with the loser? I doubt it. Somebody is decimated and weak because you're so overpowering and they have no chance against you. It's the way to bleed out respect in a relationship. The ways in which you torment and terrorize each other will only lead, lead you to one question. And This is also an interesting question. Why the hell are we together at all? I imagine you've been in a relationship where you asked yourself that question. Is that a fair statement? Like we're arguing about this thing again. <laughs> we can't figure it out. Why the hell are we together? And it's very easy to play this out over and over and over again. With trivial issues within a relationship and more complex challenges within a relationship, it's very easy to fall prey to this reoccurring experience. Either the winner or the loser. Both aren't great positions in a relationship. And I see myself in this model. So I've been thinking about it. I've been together with Serena. Some of you haven't met her for about six years or so. She's in Canada right now visiting family. And About two years into our relationship, we argued a lot. You know, it's kind of like the shine of the relationship wore off and enough resentment has built up. <laughs> Carrying that resentment around. <laughs> I think it's about two years. I don't know, something like that anyways. And so we started arguing a lot. Grinding it out. Trying to figure ourselves out in our relationships. Our relationship and relationships. Because we're not just in that relationship. We're with it. We've carried every single relationship along with us into that damn relationship. That's why it can be so complex. (laughs) And we're used to getting what we wanted. And that was very evident. We were both married before and our marriages didn't work out. So that's evidence that we're used to getting what we wanted, (laughs) which is kind of a strange way of looking at things. But the relationships that we're in didn't work out. And so we're positioned in this relationship in a very particular way. I want what I want, best you give it to me. And if you don't, I'm going to win you over. And the arguments and the grinding it out and trying to figure things out, very difficult. One of the benefits of arguing and conflict and grinding things out, maybe something new will come out of the relationship if you hold it that way it's not easy to hold it that way that is for damn sure one of the benefits that came out of that grinding out process was i started to understand how serena is very used to feeling scolded it's an experience that she was used to and she would use that word with me it's like you're scolding me it's like what the hell is that word i don't think i've ever used that heard that word before scolding what is that And it's like a particular tone, you know, it's like you're demeaning somebody. And that's the kind of listening she had within her relationships and specifically from men. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. And I've been used to feeling criticized in relationships by women. And so her feeling scolded me, feeling criticized. That was the battle. You're scolding me, you're criticizing me, you're scolding me. And it's like this back and forth. And we weren't dealing with what was actually nestled in that conflict. We were too busy being on the surface in this shallow position, trying to defend ourselves and protect and win the other over so we could feel safe in those arguments. And it never worked. I was like, aha, we're having similar experiences in these arguments and this relationship. And what would it be like if we actually supported each other? That I could watch myself and my tone and make sure that you weren't feeling scolded. And Serena came from this place, well, if I managed myself to ensure that you didn't feel criticized, perhaps we could actually have some conversations that meant something. And that took some time to iron out. But these protection mechanisms that live in our relationships can lead into conflict and often do. And nothing gets solved in that. We're simply trying to win the other over. And we're finally able to get to this place of common ground and a very different level of respect for each other because we could actually speak to how we're feeling and make adjustments in the moment. So we didn't have to lead ourselves into this chaos, picking at each other and tormenting each other. Well, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. Happens at times, but a lot less than it did. And so we can actually have some conversations about what matters in our relationship and attempt to keep steering it into the good. It's very difficult to do that if we're constantly tormenting and terrorizing each other within our relationship. It's fascinating. We can find out the weak spots within our partner really quickly and then poke them, just to mess with them, to weaken them, to call forth things that they don't necessarily like. And we know it demoralizes them, but do it anyways. And the ability to constrain that part of ourselves that wants to win, very challenging, but worth it. Especially if you want to have the kinds of relationships you say you want. And what's so fascinating is you chose that person. Weird, isn't it? I choose you, but I'd like to weaken you and demoralize you. It's very bizarre. Versus, I care for you, I choose you, and I choose you, and I'd like you to be who you could be and who you wish to be. I like that version of you. And we can lose sight of that, contributing to each other. Especially if we're not sorting out ourselves within the relationship. And so the negotiated peace, which is so important, is go something like stop providing yourself the comfort that insulates you from seeing where you need to grow up. We can insulate ourselves quite easily. It's not me, it's you. I'm right, you're wrong. I don't need to grow up, it's you. I'm great in this relationship. And that's the posture of arrogance that can get in the way. If you want to find out how you're wrong, spend time listening to your partner. <laughs> oh, they'll tell you how wrong you are and have been attempting to tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> And if we can dismantle the defense mechanisms and actually listen, people in our lives are attempting to tell us how wrong we are. And it's very difficult to have that kind of listening. It's like, okay, yeah, you're onto something. And how can I see that within myself? You don't like it. So why would I like it? And then the idea is to help your partner formulate their argument which is not an automatic stance. It's about decimating somebody else's argument, weakening it, making it wrong. So you can bring it to the surface, strengthen their argument, because there's something in it. Whether you believe it or not, they do. That's why they're speaking about it. There's something nestled in that, that they find meaningful. And so how to call that forth, bring it to the surface. Otherwise it's gonna haunt the relationship And so the idea is to speak freely. So the truth can be investigated. Which in some ways is the premise of relationship, is to investigate the truth. I have this set of ideas. Here they are. What about you? Let's investigate these ideas together. See which ones fall away. See which ones last. Which ones do we agree with? Maybe we can find some common ground here, that's nice. If we do, perhaps our relationship will be stronger. And if you're able to decompose issues, mediate a consensus, which is so important, that's negotiated peace. Perhaps you then can feel peace, not just you, but both of you. And so your relationship will be at peace. that sounds really lovely. But this is almost counterintuitive. I mean, you can say it is. Quite easily make that argument. This is a, a counterintuitive posture to actually strengthen your partner <laughs> and to want to hear from them and listen to them and let them speak their truth, whether you like it or not. That's a hell of a thing to do. But it's easy for to say, this relationship is not good for me. These are the reasons why this relationship is bad for me. Why the hell am I in this relationship anyways? It's too difficult, it's too complex, and get caught into that trap versus using your relationships to grow up. And that's one of the beautiful benefits of being in a relationship as a way of showcasing where you need to grow up. (laughs) And that is bloody undeniable. And something we're always, we're always seeking it seems to me all of us are seeking in our own way it's having peaceful relationships that we can count on and feel good in so it's the basis of this class to get into your inner seams to rid yourself of any kind of fear that you have around intimacy to strengthen your relationship to vulnerability. As you strengthen yourself, you'd be much more willing to strengthen those around you. What a beautiful stance. And I wish that for you.